listening to the girls.gov podcast where you can find all things women allies are welcomed now let's get started Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Girl Doc of Podcast. I am your host, Rachel, and I'm here with my co-host, Cassandra. Woo, 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 woo. <laughs> We're getting hype off coffee right now. It is uh, six, almost 6.15 a.m. West Coast time. And then what time is it for you, my love? It is 9.15. And I... <laughs> I had a slow start this morning, which I commend you, Cass, for waking up at 6.15 to do this. <laughs> I don't know if I could do it today. I'm like such a morning person. Like I told you, I like can't do, I'm, I'm not a night person, never have been. Yeah. I feel like I used to be before quarantine because I would have to like go into work early and obviously right. leave my house like an hour early. But now I'm like, oh, I'm just going to use that hour to sleep. <laughs> You're like, who needs to get ready? Sweatpants all day. Literally at this point, I don't know how you guys feel, but Zoom fatigue is a real thing. And I refuse to show my face in a 15 minute meeting now because I'm like, what's the point of getting ready for this? And I'm not going to let you guys see me like looking haggard. So I only join my Zoom video for my capstone class and that's Mm -hmm. it. And even then I'm always just like literally just there like stone face (laughs) throwing a little laugh every once in a while to seem like I'm participating (laughs) unmute yourself for two seconds (laughs) wow (laughs) this is a strong message (laughs) I like that (laughs) I like how you tied this (laughs) please reply dear oh my god Wow, Rachel, I totally agree with your statement. Okay, let's talk about discussion boards for a second. I know we're like, (laughs) this isn't what we were meaning to talk about today, but that just reminded me. I You're like, I'm triggered. (laughs) I am so triggered because during my master's program, we had to do, I would say like two or three discussion boards a week. So for a straight year, I was, so what, I mean, I guess that's only 24 discussion boards, but still that's a lot. And, but having to reply to two students and just bullshitting the entire comment, like, I don't know what you want me to say. What's What's the educational value in that? I don't know. I really, I don't understand. I I think it's like, like in obviously times are so different and like blah, blah, blah. Everybody knows that, but I'd say like more so like in person, like I think there is value to like, you know, responding to your peers, but that's Mm -hmm. like so much easier to do in person as opposed to like you said, like bullshitting, like some response, you know what I mean? And I'm like, I bet you people don't even read what I put. Oh my God. No, I, I mean, I used to sometimes, but I only used to look at the professor replied back mm-hmm. also, especially if you're taking online classes, like, I don't know. It, it's just kind of weird to me. <laughs> it's not personal. I mean, I guess the professor's just looking for participation, but still. Right. And like, I do feel bad for teachers right now, especially mm-hmm. like older professors, you know, who aren't mm-hmm. really tech savvy. I had so many teachers at state that would like struggle with even like getting powerpoints up and stuff like that but I truly just feel the most empathy for like students Mm -hmm. like kinder all the way through like you know college like this is just a shitty time for education which is very worrisome as somebody who's like trying to 
pursue my career in education you know mm-hmm. I've definitely been having my doubts so I'm like is this even <laughs> what I want to do anymore existential crisis no honestly I I think I completely agree with what you're saying but also I think quarantine and just um, online learning has really showed people how important teachers are and there's so many parents out there that literally are just like what am I going to do with my kid this entire time like especially obviously because they're working but I think online learning is so much harder than they think in like homeschool. So I, I'm sure there's more people out there who are thankful for teachers than not. Right. So I wouldn't worry about that, sis. We need Mike, the teachers out Mike there. drop. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, uh, Betsy Davos or whatever the fuck her name is. <laughs> What's her name? Yeah, be- yeah Betsy yeah, Davos. Yeah, Betsy Davos. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was like so strange mm-hmm. because I think – correct me I'm we might have to fact check this I'm literally about to do it right now I'm pretty sure that her children went to private schools oh I did not know that yeah I know is she didn't really have any experience with teaching yeah she has like wow no I know this doesn't really sound culturally like right but her kids names are literally like Andrea DeVos, Ryan DeVos, Richard DeVos III, Elizabeth, but it's like, Charles. but it's like Elizabeth, like E-L-I-S-A-B-E-T-H. Oh yeah, I know, like, I have a lot of, or I've met like a couple good friends from the liberal studies program at state, and mm-hmm. I do feel really happy for SDSU like really placing an emphasis on like funds of knowledge like inclusivity Mm -hmm. diversity just like all these really awesome things that I think boomer teachers didn't (laughs) get like the opportunity to learn you know what I mean unfortunately but I know a lot of like my friends are like fuck Betsy DeVos Mm -hmm. yeah I'm I mean I think she's just one of the many people in power who have little to no experience and have no business being in those positions. And I'm pretty sure I heard, I mean, yeah, I guess we can fact check this, but I'm pretty sure I heard that Betsy had either they repealed a bill or an order basically where it would protect students who were raped on college campuses. She's also very big on like defunding like public schools, yeah. and, like prioritizes mm-hmm. private schools, which, you know, no, no shade to like anybody who's gone to like a private school. You know, my best friend Cass went to like a Christian yeah. private school from K through 12th. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But Betsy DeVos is fucking crazy. She yeah. wanted to like reopen like all the schools, which I mean, I know, I know like uh, my nephew in Florida is like mm-hmm. going to school and stuff like that. And I know like for him, it was really hard to learn online and same, like I'm going through it myself, you know, I know a lot of like our supporters are too, but I just, I do not support schools being open right now. Yeah, I, I think feel, I feel bad for like the students and the teachers that kind of have to deal with that. Like, I don't really think that there's a positive to mm-hmm. them being in the classroom. Yeah, I mean, I think at this point, a lot of it is more so keeping the teachers safe. Because I mean, if you have a teacher with COVID, what are you going to do? You're going to have to start replacing more teachers. You're going to have to, you know, it. I think it's just keeping everyone safe. Oh but- my God. Okay, I totally. So right now I was making my coffee downstairs and my dad had the news on but they were talking about like vaccines as early as like after christmas okay wait okay wait 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 wait. i'm happy you brought that up so first of all dolly parton 
Dolly yeah. Par- oh my god, Jolene. I Queen. love her. I love her. She funded one of the vaccines. It's like the Dolly Parton COVID-19 fund or something. Yeah. Something. Funny A you fund should say it. that. Um, one of my favorite coworkers from Lush, her name's Tiffany, and she's from mm, Gallenberg, Tennessee. Okay, sounds I might, about be right. saying, I might be saying that wrong. It's like G A T L I N B U R G. But she deadass told me that that's where Dolly Parton's from. And she was saying that, like, um, Dolly Parton does so much for their community. She has like a Christmas parade all the time. When I forgot what she was saying, something like had happened and like she provided like people income and like she has this like book program as well. Mm-hmm. And like, like she just like funds so much money to like her community. What I, a I, what a queen. I I love her and I think she will go well obviously she's going to go down in history either way but imagine if she helped funded the vaccine that we end up getting in a couple Dude. months or whenever that happens. I will die. <laughs> another another side note. So, I don't know if you saw this but a fire broke out at Hamilton's yesterday what? morning. Yeah, like 5 a.m. or something like that. And, and so for anyone, anyone who doesn't know, Hamilton's is one of our favorite bars in South Park, San Diego. So yeah. a if lot you of haven't people, been there, go. Yeah, a lot of people, I know a lot of like people from San Diego really love Hammy's. Mm-hmm. Um, first Saturdays there all the time. Like they serve Pliny the Elder, which is like kind of hard to like yeah. find, I guess, in like, you know, San Diego area. Um, love their tater tots. Like always been a fan. Rachel and I have <laughs> yes. gone there before. Um, I, ha- I had a couple of my birthdays there, but yeah. So I had two friends um, send me the link and um, it's like one million dollars in damages oh my god i get this um so they're like currently going under an investigation um because i guess one of the brewers like gets i could be wrong this is like what my friend uh, andrea told me who like read the article i didn't even read the article but she was saying that the guy came in at like 6 a.m and like noticed a fire or something like that and like check to see if like the delivery guy was there but he wasn't there so she was like I think they did it on purpose okay I was first claim (laughs) which like I'm like no no shade you know like like and like that goes back to like you know I really feel bad for a lot of these small businesses that are Mm -hmm. closing I was telling you yesterday a small bar closed like yeah pretty sure it's small bar oh my god remember in the beginning of quarantine when soup plantation closed wow that Cass looks like she's about to cry. <laughs> Dude, I, okay, I literally could you not love Sue Plantation. When my sister told me she was pregnant, we went to Sue Plantation after. So maybe that's why I have like such like an emotional connection. Yeah, with Sue Plantation. Like my nephew always loved to go mm-hmm. to Sue Plantation. Like um, when I first started working at the Y, my coworker Melissa and I, I kid you not, would like smoke a fat blunt after work and just like go to Sue Plantation <laughs> like every day. Like I've literally gone there so stoned so many times. Like, Wait, what was I your knew- favorite? What was your favorite? Don't um, even get me started. <laughs> Jean's, <laughs> Jean's broccoli coleslaw. That shit was fucking bomb. It slapped so Oh my so God, hard. I don't think I ever had that. Um, they had it like at the salad bar, but it was like, bacon like cashews like mm-hmm. the like the broccoli and it was like this sauce it was definitely like not a 
quote unquote healthy item. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but you're at soup plantation. Oh my God. And calories do not exist at soup plantation. (laughs) Dude, all the breads. Oh my God. And then they used to do like this, like chicken dumpling soup. I don't know if you remember that one. And they had like biscuits that you could like put on top of it. Dude, I loved everything about Sweet Plantation, honestly. I would make badass desserts too. Oh my God. The little mini um, ice cone or the ice cream cones. Wow. They're blueberry muffins. Like, RIP. You know, that's actually because they're, they always had coupons, which I would always Mm -hmm. use. And you know what? That's actually, I think it was like $11 for like your lunch. You know what I mean? And that's actually a pretty like, healthy option you know for mm-hmm. people in our community so I'm pretty sad that it's gone yeah me too I feel like it was just a cult favorite and also I think it was kind of crazy because it happened so quickly it and it happened so out quick. of nowhere like it was just like I think they closed for quarantine and then like a weekend they're like sayonara like you're never gonna have us I wonder I wonder what happened as well and like something that Andrea and I were talking about as well we were like dude they should have maybe done a a thing where it was like still doing takeout because you know how they had Mm -hmm. the takeout options and possibly like you know to be like safe like as opposed to like you grabbing stuff maybe like prepackaged things all like meal Mm -hmm. kits already made or like you order ahead and the workers are the ones that package it for you right And then it like they should have done like a thing where it's like, oh, you buy one meal or like you buy two meals and like one meal goes to like a first responder type Mm -hmm. thing. Because I truly think in the beginning a lot, I think people are so sour right now, including me, (laughs) but I'd say like more so in the beginning, people were like very much so willing to help like first responders and like, you know what I mean? Not saying that people aren't right now, but like I said, Mm -hmm. like, you know, I think a lot of people are just like over, you know, this thing. Yeah. It was uh, it was COVID's birthday yesterday, right? Oh my god! Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> what a what a crazy girl! Happy birthday, girl! Like you know, what are we Happy doing? Happy birthday, queen! <laughs> I know you changed. Where my are we life. going? You changed my life more than anybody ever has. So props to you. One girl. beautiful year of life. <laughs> One uh, trip around the sun. Yeah, you know, love you. Uh, are we taking shots or what? <laughs> uh, but yeah, it just. It's really sad. And then my other coworker, Kat, I need to actually ask her if they still sell it. But she bought like uh, the trays. <gasps> like, yeah. Like I don't think it was like um like the specific trays like from the actual store. I think it was mm-hmm. just like a a website that like oh that was selling them. Yeah. Okay. But that's so cool. They're like fifty dollars on Etsy, but what I think fuck? that's like le- legit ones that like maybe like. Dude, I know if I worked there, I'd be like, okay. I'm putting these on eBay. <laughs> dude, I know. Rest in all. Oh, and like, dude, I'm telling you, I would go there all the time. Like one of the workers knew me. He would always say hi to me. He would bring me cookies, like the cornbread, dude. Oh my God. With like that sweet, like butter. The like, honey the butter. Yeah, the honey butter. Yeah. Dude. I mean, I think I would go there a lot because I was like telling myself it was healthy. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I don't know. It's the okay. older the older I got to, the less I could smack down. Like I would like do mm-hmm. my salad and like maybe two soups. Love the mac and cheese there, the baked potatoes, dude. I used to so love the little options. pizza strips. Oh. I know my favorite. I know. That's honestly really like a bummer. All right, let's lighten the mood a little. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah. R.I.P. Soup Plantation. We miss you. We love you. But you know what's so weird is remember yesterday I was like, dude, I can't wait for you to come back. Like we should go to Hamilton's yeah wait okay no yeah 
maybe you started the fire, you little witch. <laughs> Casting my spells. But I mean, hopefully, like, you know, I'm not trying to, like, you know, say, like, oh, Hamilton started this on purpose. That's just, like, oh, yeah, no. Comments that I've heard, and also, you know? also, uh, whenever, I think whenever that happens, like, insurance has to do an investigation. So, it like, you can't just really get away with it unless you're, like, fucking Viola Davis and how to get away with murder. But... <laughs> Um, it's just like kind of strange like how it happened I'm just gonna like pull it up really quick just to tell you yeah I wanna move on to the next um okay have you watched Hamilton no I haven't it's on Disney plus isn't it yeah I I think we should watch it I know a lot of people like really like it and they tell me I should watch it so my mom Norma shout out to you mom if you're listening love you um her and my sister went to go see Hamilton in San Francisco I think that's Um, actually kind of cool yeah pre-quarantine and they loved it so you don't want to go I was what was I doing I don't even know I think maybe I was like busy with work or something so 34 firefighters responded at about 5 40 a.m so the owner said, like, he learned about the fire when one of his staff members called his wife in the morning. The kitchen is destroyed. Oh, on both sides of Hamilton and South Park Brewery. Oh, my God. Yeah, that is a little intense. I mean, that's true. It could be, like, a negligent, like, act. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, uh, Britney Spears burnt down her freaking room from oh, a Oh my god, her gym. But like, yeah. oh, okay. Okay, wait. Okay, I really want to. I really want to talk about the election. But like, now you bring up Britney Spears, and I just can't. I can't get past it. So, did you see those, <laughs> like that thing? I don't know how like valid it is, but I didn't know that. Like, she is going to court, right? Yeah, is she okay? So it's like a conservatorship, or I think that's what it's called. And so basically, her dad like owns her entire life. Like yeah, she. It- she can't do anything without permission which she is- can't like drive she doesn't have she gets like a um a like an allowance um yeah i think she doesn't even have custody to her own two kids which is pretty sad but i think i had saw this um post but also i don't know like you know the validity of it but um that she was saying like she wouldn't she won't perform under her dad's management and like Mm -hmm. she is like scared of her dad but yeah that whole remember that whole thing like free britney 2020 has been weird dude like so weird that come up you know what i mean it was like free britney like you know all like a lot of this stuff comes from tiktok (laughs) and i mean it, it doesn't come from tiktok obviously but i feel like i've TikTok is not a source of news, guys. Okay, I, I have to tell myself that sometimes. But, I have to tell myself that as I but, like rolling at like three a.m. I know, literally, and but yeah, I I remember seeing that stuff because so I saw her Instagram like she would post every now and then those like weird videos, and I would literally ask myself like, is she okay? Like I really, this does not look normal to me. Yeah. And I remember me and my friend Maureen would talk about it. And then, and we were just like sending each other videos back and forth. And then once I think they started like a free Britney thing on TikTok, and then it just kind of exploded yeah. from there. <clears throat> so I don't know. That's, I hope she's okay though. Brittany, we're with you. You want a Bugatti? <laughs> not get to work, bitch. I love Britney Spears. She's a queen, dude. Oh my God, me and my, oh, this is so embarrassing. Um, me and 
three of my friends I forget how many there was of us but we danced to lucky at our elementary school talent show (laughs) and I pray that no one has that footage because we literally we okay so my friend it was Brooke Shannon and Taylor it was their mom who took us to like Goodwill we went to like Goodwill or like somewhere like you know I don't know we found these black gowns that I don't know how they fit us we were like I don't know. I think we were like in fifth grade at the time. Maybe no. Uh, no, 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 no. We were way younger than that. We were probably like in fourth grade or third. And so we wore these black gowns and their older sister, Taylor, did the choreography for the dance. And yeah, we did that shit. So dude, everyone I loved was, it. When I was in gymnastics, like I'll never forget, we performed to wake me up before you go. Oh, love it. Love that shit. I love that stuff. I love secondhand embarrassment when I was 10 years old. (laughs) I can't. Because I could just never imagine. Like, I I wish I had the energy I did when I was that young. Like, the balls. Like, because I could never do that now. (laughs) Dang, dude. I know. We're going deep. Talk about. I know. (laughs) I know. It's like kids are so free and, like, so awesome. And then, you know, they're ruthless. When you become an adult society's like fuck you get a job (laughs) oh you want to be a painter really Rachel (laughs) really join corporate America (laughs) you're getting a work working nine to five you (laughs) better work bitch (laughs) this is like yeah this is a chef's kiss right now Rachel loves this (laughs) okay so coffee's a great choice I know. Okay, wait. So I had tea. And when I told Cassandra that earlier, she made a funny comment. And I don't know if I feel disrespected or not, but <laughs> I like tea. I can't. Okay. Cause I can't drink coffee. I can't. I get so jittery. I'm I was literally like, about to be like, does it give you the shits? <laughs> if, oh my God. It really does. Like I it literally, I will be bouncing off the walls. If I even have one sip of coffee. Okay. Wait. Okay. Okay. <laughs> We're getting way too into this. <laughs> So um, like a couple weeks ago, I was at my sister's house and I had a crazy headache and she was like, she gets really bad migraines. So she only has Excedrin. She like doesn't take anything else for it. And she's like, that's all I have, but you can take it. I took it probably like around six o'clock. There's caffeine in Excedrin, you guys. And I had no clue. I might be a dummy for that, but I've never taken Excedrin before. So I, I didn't really either. Yeah. yeah. I was up until 3 30 a.m with the worst anxiety and that's another thing I'm a very anxious person so like caffeine just like heightens my anxiety okay yeah and so it was it was the worst night of my life like I was just on bed like in bed on TikTok like literally just (laughs) like trying to make my anxiety go away nothing helped No, honestly, I love coffee. When I don't drink it, I have like a headache. I definitely Mm -hmm. think I really am addicted to it. Um, But I've never really gotten into tea and I feel like I need to. I love iced tea, but like, Mm -hmm. I've just never been a fan of like hot tea. Like, I don't know. Like, it just, I was kind of like, but I mean, I guess I should give it a try because I know it is good for like your immune system and like, you know, like your digestive Mm -hmm. system as well. I do like a good black tea or like a chai tea Mm -hmm. latte though. Um, but chai tea lattes. yeah I love your gives me anxiety your, 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 your mamates too <laughs> literally um, I I because I used to hate tea like it just 
I don't know. I don't know what it was. I don't think I was making it correctly, but now I, you know, you put a little honey in there, you put some lime and some lemon juice and mm, it's I know. Good. I should probably I should probably give it a try cuz I know like there is like a lot of like benefits and I know like different civilizations throughout history have used tea for like a lot of things. Dude, the best coffee I ever had though was in Italy. Really? I mean, I would oh my god that That honestly was so good like you just literally get an espresso and it's like amazing you literally throw that shit back and it's like and you know like it seems like such a stereotype but like it's really like italians love coffee they're good at it they're good at what they do with that i want a little italian grandma to open up a little coffee shop and i would drink it it would be worth anxiety (laughs) i don't even care but that would be so sweet um, I love there's okay I don't know if it's TikTok or YouTube I forget but there's like this this little Italian grandma and she like makes like a bunch of home Nona food. yeah Nona yeah it's on TikTok love, yeah and yeah. I love her so much she makes She's super me cute oh like loved and no. happy at the same time so like I kind of have been feeling like a little Scrooge lately uh just because like you know working at the mall fucking sucks yeah. <laughs> right now but I don't know if I told you but like Santa like the Santa pictures is literally right across from me and I'm just like dude like what kind of fucking like dystopian like society are we in where it's like let me take like let me take my ca-, which ugh, like I feel like an asshole saying this because it's like you know I'm to- I totally like want like a sense of normalcy too you know but it's like yeah let's have our kid like take a picture with Santa with and fucking on a mask stranger's on. lap yeah with mask on you know what I mean like oh, we okay. love that I, I didn't even think about that that's yeah yeah that's kind of weird I mean I, mean, I guess I would I mean for like archive pur- purposes I mean maybe that's kind of funny but like also is it's it even sad. worth it like yeah but uh no I was saying like uh but I also like still am like kind of like really looking forward to Christmas just because it really mm-hmm. does make me happy like I love the decorations like right now it's been a little bit like chillier in San Diego I know mm-hmm. I know you were showing me like the snow the other day where you're at that was kind of cool oh my god I almost ate shit right now <laughs> did you see that <laughs> I did are you okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Um, but um, yeah, it was snowing here like a little while ago, and it was it was crazy because so it said that it was gonna snow for like an hour or two, and I was like, oh, it's probably not gonna stick to the ground, like whatever. So I woke up at like 6 a.m. and Jesse's just my dog is just like staring out the window. She loves just like staring out my window, you guys. I don't know what her deal is, but she will watch anything. She likes to watch the leaves fall to the ground. She loves to watch the squirrels and the birds. Like she just she loves to bird watch. So she's like staring out the window and I look and it's like it's just starting to turn into snow. So it's just like a little flurry. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like how sweet. And then um, it like kept going and like it would not stop. So it was snowing pretty much all day. And by the end of the day, we got at least like two or three inches of snow and it stuck to the ground and it was there for like the next couple of days, but everything looked so pretty. And it like, it made me and my roommate so happy just driving around. Cause we're like, it just like, it feels it, I love San Diego. Don't get me wrong. Like I, I know that like San Diego is where I want to like raise a family and like, that's right. where I want to like live for the rest of my life. But the East coast is just so like wholesome. Like, I don't know what it is about it. Like, it's just, it's so calm. Like it's not as hectic as San Diego is. I don't know. And it just, obviously with the snow, it just like looks so cute. And I know. it was just, I don't know. 
I love it here. I know. I, I've always like wanted to experience like a white Christmas, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or like have that experience as a kid, like waking up and being so excited. Mm-hmm. Um, do you like champurrado? Have you had it? It's like, so. it's kind of like the chocolate abuelita or whatever, but it's mm-hmm. like made with like masa. But I'm like, no, so, oh my God, I'm like so stoked for my mom to make that. I like, oh my can't God, wait. wait, can, I can't wait can for she tamales. make us some for Christmas? Oh, tamales. Yeah. I miss and she, yeah, I, I'm so, tamales, like, honestly, forever, I was like, tamales are my favorite food. And I think mm-hmm. like, oh, I like it holds so much like nostalgia for me. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Like, I don't know if you remember that like one picture book about tamales, Too Many Tamales by Gary Soto. Oh my god, I don't I'll pull it up for you. Oh, you know what? I have read this. Yeah, I remember they like they like cook the ring inside of like the the tamales or whatever. But like that book always resonated with me as a child. Mm -hmm. Like I was like, yeah, my family does that too, you know? (laughs) I also love Gary Soto. I forgot that he's an artist or uh like an author. He has some really Mm -hmm. good books. No, I think that's honestly one of my favorite memories. I remember when I was younger, like I don't know it's not that I didn't like doing it it was just like (laughs) we're gonna put the kids to work like we're gonna make these kids work for these tamales and so assembly um, line you feel like you're (laughs) in and out like where's me yeah I was always like I always either did the tying Mm -hmm. um or I would put so my mom so okay so let's no one judges but um so we always do the beef and then my mom started making like it's almost like a chicken enchilada like it's like yeah yeah so she does those and so um yeah so I was upgraded from the ties to the chicken so <laughs> I was promoted y'all did you ever like the sweet ones like the ones no I hate them I'm so I sorry never really, I can't I never- no, I never really would eat those as well. I just really love like the savory ones. So like yeah. my, fam- my family like has always just mainly made two. Um, mm-hmm. So we do like um, the rajas, which is like the mm-hmm. like chile, the uh, like salsa verde and then like the cheese, which are so good. And then uh, my mom always makes some with mole, but like with yeah. pork. And oh, like, I love mole. Oh. Okay. Also guys, I, I don't hate the sweet ones. I just don't, they're not my taste. <laughs> the, just want to clarify. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I can kind of do like the piña ones sometimes, mm-hmm. but like, or like, I don't know, even the strawberry ones, like we've made them a couple times, but it's just like, yeah. 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 I think my mom, she'll make the pineapple ones sometimes, but like, we've never made the sweet ones. I don't think anyone in my family really has made them. Oh my God, but... there's like this little like bread dessert that like my tias would always make too. And it's literally like condensed milk like sprinkles like strawberries bananas like my aunt my tias used to always make it and it's like mexican bread pudding but mm. you'll be able to try it wow should we maybe talk about- <laughs> <laughs> okay so today is november 19th so we're 16 days past election day so Cass and i have had some time to like really digest everything that's happened within the last couple of weeks we are very happy and proud of president-elect joe biden and vice president-elect kamala harris let's talk a little bit about when we found out so um i was working out and then our instructor she was like she stopped us because she had done a lot of canvassing for joe biden and kamala harris and 
so she's been really like up on her news and election status stuff so she literally stopped the class and was like oh my god joe biden was elected he got the 270 and like i remember looking at my sister being like i don't know how to act right now like i am not only sweating because i'm working out but i'm like I feel like so much led up to that moment that I just didn't want to like overreact or like get too happy. And I know Cass had felt the same way. And she literally, Cass had texted me while I was in class when she found out. I was like, oh my God, Rachel, did you see the numbers? And I mean, like you and I kind of like talked about this a little bit yesterday too. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm going to celebrate like the positives like what I feel like is positive but Mm -hmm. obviously it's like I think we as a community definitely have to really hold people accountable and I think it's really important to also like really understand timelines right Mm -hmm. so it is hard for presidents to like do what they want to do especially when you can only do a max of eight years You know, policies take time, you know, Um, but I still think like we should be happy that there is a woman of color and like celebrate Mm -hmm. that being super important for girls, you know, younger girls specifically, I'd say like to be able to like look up and see that. And I mean, I'm just like overall, I mean, I'm a little bit biased, but I'm just stoked (laughs) that, you know. Yeah. And I, and I, I like that you brought that up, that policies take time and it's hard for certain presidents to get stuff done within eight years. And I think a lot of people who dislike Obama didn't realize how many people were up against him. Mm -hmm. And when he got elected, Mitch McConnell was still the speaker of the house and the Republicans still had the majority. And they literally made it their goal to like block anything Obama wanted to do. And Mm -hmm. it was literally like pulling teeth, getting stuff done. So I, I think people need to also realize that like, it's not just the president, like the president can't just make every single decision. And I don't know, it's hard because it's like Obama was such a great president and he was literally a trailblazer he was able to create that path for other people of color to be in the White House. And who knows if Obama wasn't the president, who knows if Kamala Harris would have been the VP. Like, right. we, we don't, we really don't know that. So I think we need to, we need to understand that there's other key players in this that, you know, they're also very powerful. And if they decide to block everything that Joe Biden wants to do, it's, it's going to be really hard for him to get stuff done. I think, Kamala is very powerful because she has been in the Senate and she kind of knows how things work. So I'm hoping that people don't give them a rough time. But um, I think, again, that brings up another point of the runoffs that are going on in Georgia. Mm -hmm. And so we have two runoffs. Um, So the current incumbents are Senator David Perdue and Kelly Loeffler, or sorry, Leffler, I think is how you pronounce her name. And so they're up against John Ossoff and Dr. Raphael Warnock. So these runoffs are re- extremely important in Georgia. So basically the, the way that these are triggered is if neither candidate gets more than 50% of the vote, I believe. So if the two people who are running against the current incumbent incumbent sorry incumbents win the election the republicans will no longer have majority and so that means Mitch McConnell will no longer be the speaker and then to top that off 
Kamala would be the tie-breaking vote. So that is really powerful for Democrats. And I think, you know, we're not from Georgia. We, you know, we're not in Georgia. I don't know. I think I have like a small portion of family that's in Georgia, but please be aware of the deadlines for voting for the runoff. Um, I have the dates here. So you can request an absentee ballot starting November 18th of this year. The deadline to register to vote is December 7th of this year and voting early will begin on December 14th of this year. And I think the runoff, yeah, the runoff election is on January 5th of 2021. So if you know anyone who's in Georgia or you want to, you know, spread the word that it would be really great and it'd be powerful. And I think Georgia in general, Stacey Abrams did a huge, you know, she did so much work in Georgia and I think the work yeah. isn't done. I know they're super busy, but yeah, I think, I don't know. I I think that's another thing is like, not, it's not all done. Like all the elections aren't done. So like, it's hard to celebrate when like, you know, there's other people who are still fighting for their seats. Yeah, it's kind of like still on edge, you know, or at least like I still feel a little bit anxious of all just yeah. like how things will come out. And then even do you know if they're still going to go through with like a recount and stuff like that? So all of the lawsuits that the Trump administration has filed against voter fraud, every single one of them have been thrown out because there's a lack of evidence. So okay. And also I have a fun little game for us. <laughs> Let me see. Lawsuits filed so far. So Pennsylvania is one of them. Pennsylvania or, or already confirmed they're not going to recount. Or actually, I don't know if they confirmed if they're not going to recount, but they threw out that lawsuit. Michigan, Arizona, Georgia, Nevada. So those are pretty much the main states that Joe Biden had won. So... I think we're in the clear for that. I don't think that's too much of an issue because obviously federal There's judges are like, fuck that. We're not, we're not taking this seriously. Look at our man. <laughs> Let's talk about our boy, Rudy Giuliani. Um, so they had a press conference right before the, right before November 3rd. Um, and <laughs> the Trump administration had said that it was going to be at the Four Seasons. And then Four Seasons came, the hotel came out and was like, we have no affiliation with this. Please do not show up at our hotel. And then the press conference was actually held at the Four Seasons landscaping company or something. And it kind of just made a mockery of the Trump administration team, um, especially Rudy Giuliani, because I'm really, truly curious if this was done on purpose or not. And I'm assuming it wasn't. And I, I assume anyone who even had any part in this has probably been fired already. But it was kind of funny. I think it, it kind of lightened the mood a little bit. Yeah. Why are those like Trump 2020 signs like so triggering to me? <laughs> Okay. Like okay. I see them and I'm just like, bruh, like I just, it makes me feel uncomfortable. I get uncomfortable when I see someone in a crowd with a red hat and I'm like, oh my God, like, please don't be a MAGA hat. Like I, there's so many things that just, I don't want to say all of them trigger me because they don't, but like, it's, I think when I see someone with like an American flag outside, like, I'm like, oh my God, are they Trump supporters? Like I can't, you can't even tell anymore. And the, I have nothing against the American flag, but like Trump 2020 signs obviously are very triggering. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it here. <laughs> yeah. That yeah just like... Wait. So like, did they book it with that landscaping company thinking that it was the hotel? 
No idea. Literally, I hope they that's knew, pretty, but pretty, like that's pretty fucking funny though. <laughs> <laughs> like how ironic. Like what what a perfect way to go out. But Joe Biden got over 79 million votes. That is a record number of votes. And that's I think that's really great. And I think that obviously like our like there the population like huge, is growing. Yeah, there's like a huge voter turnout, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and people voted early too. Right. So like the voter turnout, I think this year, I think they said like it's been the record number of Latinx, Asian, young voters, and Black voters too, I think. You know, they hit their records of voter really? turnout, which is amazing. Who's really the minority? Mm-hmm. Cass and I talked about that actually is like, like, why are people so upset and like why is there such an uproar of voter fraud and all of that stuff and I think it's really people not wanting to accept that they're now the minority and like I think they don't feel as powerful anymore and I think that scares them they're like now I have to go back to like you know actually looking at like science you know Mm -hmm. like I actually have to go back to literally hiding and not being as open about my fucking racism and you know what's funny to me too is like you know trump supporters are how do i explain it like they're all about government quote-unquote government so like they love their government they love trump they believe in them they do all this stuff whatever it's in god's hands but then when there when trump doesn't win all of a sudden you have zero faith in your government you have zero faith in your officials like how i i don't necessarily understand that a lot of people i won't name names but this person that i know (laughs) is like i kind of like said something like that and they were like well they actually don't want like anything to do with government and i was just like yeah and i was like okay but you know that they like want like less government in control Mm. i mean it's not that i don't believe it i just like i don't know it's like uh isn't it like the like the whole idea like the fucking boston tea party patriots or whatever yeah actually that makes that makes good sense but also like if you don't believe because i mean like i understand like the government is different than like law enforcement but if you don't want your government taking over so much, like, why do you want your law enforcement to do the same? I don't know. I, th- I think maybe that's, like, a bigger issue because I think that like, starts talking about, like, defund the police and how they think we just want to get rid of the police in general, which is not the case. But, I mean, let's – yeah, let's talk about Stacey Abrams for a second. <laughs> what a queen. She is a bad bitch – so she within the last two years she had her and her team for the fair fight action has registered over 800,000 voters in Georgia like that I can't even comprehend how to do that I don't know that that's amazing that I think we need more people like Stacey Abrams and I also it's like voter suppression is real it's it's definitely an issue in a lot of states and I think I don't understand how anyone can be mad about Georgia because like Georgians showed the fuck up. They showed up, they voted, they used their right to vote. And 
we owe them so, so much more credit. You know, Joe Biden was the first Democratic candidate to flip Georgia blue since 1992. That was before Cass and I were born. <laughs> and that, I, I think deal. that's, yeah, it's, it's a huge deal. So, you know, Stacey Abrams, she ran for governor in 2018, I believe, but it was the win was literally stolen from her because of yeah. voter suppression. And instead of her quitting, she, you know, turned a negative into a positive and we can learn so much from her. And I, you literally bounced back, like, and yeah. like talk about grace, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And just like being like, you know what? Cool. See you, yeah. see you in a couple years, you know, right. like I'll be back and I'll be like better and bigger and have so much support. Mm-hmm. She said BRB bitch. <laughs> and I'm here for it I think and I think it's so cool because like I don't know obviously Cass and I are still young but you know I think it's so cool that like we're able to be alive in this moment to witness all of this you know I think it's it's such a huge win for women and people of color and even for people who have more progressive views I think this is this is a really important time to like be involved in politics and like you don't have to run in any elections yeah and to like educate yourself more because mm-hmm. I feel like like we talked about before like I wasn't really necessarily like or this is the first time since me being 18 you know and taking AP government like I haven't really been too interested in politics since then so right. this is like a huge step in like I just am so happy for all the changes and all the new people that are like getting elect, you know, like to have so many people that are from the LGBTQ community, them being people of color. Like, I think that's like a huge win and a huge victory and a huge step towards more tolerance and acceptance. Mm -hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, I think like it starts with representation. And so I think, you know, it's so important to have, and also too, because, okay, so these elected officials, they're representing their constituents. So let's say, let's talk about uh, Juan Vargas. He's the congressman, one of the congressmen in Chula Vista or San Diego, I should say. And so he's representing that district in San Diego. So there's not only men, there's female, there's people who identify with other genders. There are every single person of color you can think of. And so why wouldn't you want more people and different people to represent their constituents? Like it shouldn't just be the typical white male, older white male, actually. Because that also like allows, honestly, it it allows these like small and local governments to avoid you know white fragility and like having that bias you know and if anything it's like there is representation there's a voice for those specific groups that haven't really had their voice heard in that level Mm -hmm. like I feel like they've had their voice heard as far as like their own groups and like them you know protesting like you know making changes advocating for changes but there's never really been you know or there has been but like you know I'd say like it's becoming more and more um noticeable like you know having those people in those positions to have that voice for you 
Yeah. And I, I completely agree. <laughs> I just, I'm sad that like, we're still so like, there's still so much work to be done. And I'm sad that like women still to this day and people still to this day have to like defend themselves and have to literally fight tooth and nail to become an elected official. And isn't it funny I'm- that some men and women think that women can't be funny? <laughs> bitch I am hella funny I know dude, I'm always like dude I'm hilarious I know I can't I can't stand that shit and honestly too I think a lot of that I, I think when I was younger I used to get offended a lot more easily but now I'm like I literally could care less if you find me funny I could care less if you like think I can't do what you can just because you're a man like sorry don't care also so Candace I- Owens oh mm-hmm my god I briefly want to touch on this because like I don't I could care less about Candace Owens to be completely honest like yeah I think she's so far off from reality that like I I just don't even want to give her any clout but but I think so it was the other day Harry Styles was on the cover of Vogue in a dress or a gown and Candace Owens basically came out and was like this is ruining our society and men should be manly and like bring back manly men and she she is so serious about this like she really means what she says and she was like the east knows this the the west can't do stuff like this I don't know I it's just I don't even homegirl needs help that's all I know well she was saying like bring back like manly men right but I mean it's like why should a like fashion and style dictate Mm -hmm. what a like manly men is like wow like he's not manly because he's not wearing a fucking trucker hat and like you know like cut off fucking that says like guns barbecue and freedom with holding a fish (laughs) you know what I mean I'm just like why like that's something that I like when it comes to expression and like the whole lgbtq like argument and people are like these goddamn pronouns like i'm like why like why do you fucking care yeah i think that's my problem is like what what does it matter to you like Like, is is harry's like you don't talk to harry styles you don't even like you have no connection to him so like what what does it matter to you he doesn't even live in the united states okay so there's no society that can survive without strong men the East knows this. In the West, the steady feminization of our men at the same time that Marxism is being taught to our children is not a coincidence. It's an outright attack. Like, why are you so mad that like people actually want to be themselves? Yeah. And it's like, dude, like, okay, but then it's like, why do you like Irish men get to wear kilts? right and and it's like and it's like that's not me throwing shade to end you know what I mean like I'm just like we're so like you know what dude it's like always something is gonna be like okay for some people and then like okay Mm -hmm. for not like other people you know is she in politics so she's like a commentator and she has like a book but I don't think she's she's not she doesn't have it is called blackout oh what's it say at the bottom oh it says how black america can make its second escape from the democrat plantation you know that's something that i feel like i've seen a lot recently and i kind of want to do some more research about it mm-hmm. i think a, some people of color do think that the democratic party is not 
not helpful. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And I see it. And that's the thing too, is like, obviously if there's a bigger group that is all on the same page, maybe they're, I mean, to them, obviously there's some validity to it, but obviously, yeah, I don't, I just don't know enough about it, but I think it's her one, it's her approach. Um, two, it's like blatantly targeting specific people. And Mm -hmm. in my opinion, like, I don't care what you do, as long as it doesn't negatively affect me or other people around you or yourself. (laughs) Yeah. Like if I don't give a shit what you identify as, I don't give a shit what you like, you know what I mean? Any of that stuff. But like, if you're an asshole, then I'm, you know, like you're an Mm -hmm. asshole, you know, but it's like, if you, even if you're going to be like, you know, a fucking Republican and you have like, you treat people with respect, then I'm like, cool. Like we're cool. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Same with me though. Like I already said, like, I already know I have a bias and I've been trying to work on that myself, but Mm -hmm. it is hard. But then that like kind of humbles me, you know, cause I'm like pretty sure it's hard for other people to like accept it especially when I feel like a lot of people like quote-unquote are old school you know what I mean or like grew up during a different time where it's like Mm -hmm. that shit was not socially acceptable but I feel like obviously more so now it's like things are becoming more socially acceptable you know yeah and also I think sometimes it's kind of weird to me and I might just be like reaching but um I think it's funny because like in certain societies everything evolves with the time so like technology and science and education and like all these other things are evolving but like people aren't willing to evolve (laughs) which is I mean like I can understand being old school but I don't think that's an excuse to not accept other people I I think that's kind of where I'm at but I mean, it is what it is. There's a lot of really good things that came out of this election. I'm going to go over them really quickly because there's there's kind of a good amount. But New Mexico has the first all-female congressional delegation. California passed Prop 17, which restored the right for 50,000 Californians who had completed their prison terms. Mari Turner is the first non-binary state legislator, first Muslim Oklahoma lawmaker. Mm-hmm. And Florida passed a $15 minimum wage. That's huge. Mm-hmm. I, I, dude, I don't know how anyone could live less than Ooh, $15. Can I, say, can I say this one? Yeah. Montana, South Dakota, Arizona, and New Jersey legalized marijuana. That's cool. And I think, uh, what was it? Was it Oregon who passed like a couple? <laughs> of course. Of course it was Oregon. <laughs> I mean, good for them. I, yeah, absolutely. Know. Colorado passed 12 weeks of paid leave. Arizona increased taxes on the rich to fund education. Colorado flips their Senate blue with John Hickenlooper. More Black, Latinx, Asian, and young voters than ever before, like we had talked about. Representative Kai Kaheli in Hawaii is the first Indigenous Hawaiian to represent the state. Republican That's huge. That is huge. Because wouldn't you think, I mean, again, I... Hawaii Hawaii has gone through a lot I'm happy for them I think that's awesome and I know I know the state's really happy too representative Jessica Benham of Pennsylvania is the first openly queer woman who is autistic in the state legislature Delaware state senator Sarah McBride is the first transgender sorry transgender to be elected to any state senate Representatives Mondaire Jones and Richie Torres are the first openly gay black man elected to congress um, and I think we have one more. Rep. Cori Bush of Missouri is the first Black woman to represent the state. 
this is all really good news. I uh, think it's super important that there is going to not only be like how we kind of said like that representation about like LGBTQ, like people of color, but also like the fact that we have somebody who is on the spectrum in Mm -hmm. office is a huge deal um because they're yeah and like the the spectrum is so huge you know what I mean like and I just I'm really excited about that actually yeah I mean again like it's just like representation and I feel like it's you know breaking those boundaries she especially is going to open so many doors for anyone with a disability who feels like maybe they can't do this because of their disability and it's just it's not true and I'm excited to see what comes of that. And I'm excited to see what all of these politicians do while they're in office. I think these next eight years will, I'm pretty sure, I'm hoping will be really progressive. I think they will. Yeah, I think so too. I want to do something kind of fun for a second. Oh yeah. So we're going to do a voter fraud myth versus fact game. So I'm going to read off either a myth or a fact, and you're going to tell me what you think it is. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? <laughs> okay, so voter ID fraud is a big problem in the United States. Myth. Yep. Mm-hmm. So according to the Brennan Center for Justice, Americans are more likely to be struck and killed by lightning than to impersonate another voter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like that one. <laughs> the likely percent of non-citizens in recent years who have vote is zero. Does that make sense? Myth. No, it's a fact. Wait, so, say it again. So the likely percent of non-citizens who have voted in recent years is zero. Oh, like like non-citizens have been voting, right? Yeah. So it, it's saying yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so it's a fact. So no, no one who is not a citizen has voted in the past couple of years. So that's a fact. The absentee process is full of security checks. Myth. No, it's a fact. Oh. (laughs) But but it's a good thing. It's a good thing. So the absentee process is basically when you have to like manually fill out a ballot. And I think one of the accusations from the Trump administration was that people were voting twice and like people who were in different area or different states weren't allowed to vote because they're not registered in that state. But the absentee process actually goes through a really big security process, which is a good thing. (laughs) This is a good one. So dead people were casting ballots in the 2020 and previous elections. Myth. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I'm like, Um, 2011? Detroit's director of elections explained that the date of January 1st, 1990 is used as a placeholder for absentee ballots arriving just before the election. And also a sample analysis of voters was done and none of them were dead people. (laughs) Yeah. So holla. Okay, one more. So you can use Sharpies to fill out a ballot. Myth. It's actually a fact. Oh, I thought you had pens. So I think it's in certain states. So like Arizona. So the lawsuit against Arizona is that they had people filling out their ballots with Sharpies, therefore making it illegible. But actually, the director of elections there said that they actually prefer you to use Sharpies and their tabulation machines are able to read it so bye bye trump yeah bye okay so i have one more game for us 
So you're going to tell me if Trump or Kanye West t- um, tweeted this. Okay. Oh my God. This is kind of going to be cool. <laughs> okay. I'm ready. I feel like they're kind of obvious, but I might throw you for loops. <laughs> Sorry, losers and haters, but my IQ is one of the highest and you all know it. Please don't feel so stupid or insecure. It's not your fault. Kanye. <gasps> no, it was Trump. Oh, damn it. <laughs> I thought that one was I don't I don't know why every time I see losers and haters I immediately think of Trump I feel like that's one two of his favorite words to use okay next one my Twitter has become so powerful that I can actually make my enemies tell me the truth easy Trump what the fuck basically they're the same person this is why no I'm like damn it okay um I have no interest in working with anyone who is too important or too good or too traditional to take a call at 3 a.m. Yeezy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was like, that sounds like Yeezy. I'm like, I feel like he's <laughs> up in the studio at like 3 a.m. You know that one meme where it's like, good morning, Kanye. And he's like, shut the shut fuck up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So last one. The U.S. cannot allow Ebola-infected people back. People that go to faraway places to help out the help out are great, but must so- suffer the consequences. Trump. Yeah, which is extremely ironic because all of our borders are open to people who might have coronavirus. <laughs> so people are traveling back and forth. So I find that tweet very ironic because obviously he has a lot of shit to say about how Obama handled Ebola, but doesn't want to take any accountability for coronavirus so yeah weirdo i actually really like them because i was like i wouldn't have known some of those if i didn't like look them up <laughs> okay so funny story the kid choice awards i know this was a while ago but they had done their own election and biden and kamala won by like a fucking landslide gotta love kids i love them and i think someone like retweeted it and was like change the voting age to three. Oh, <laughs> I know. It's like, that's so precious. So also Kamala decided to wear all white during her acceptance speech. And I think this is, is associated with the women's suffrage movement. And in 2000, was it 2018? When we had the most diverse congressional class, all of the women, well, most of them wore all white. And it's a huge I think it's just a huge fuck you to anyone who thinks right. you can't be in office. And I love that. It's also like a really nice like symbolism to use, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally I love that. agree. Yeah, me too. I can't wait to do that one day. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I, okay. So quickly about Kamala. So Kamala Harris, she's a daughter of Jamaican and Indian immigrants. And she obviously is the first woman who's vice president first South Asian, first Black woman. I think that's, it's so big. And I think it's so important for young girls. You can already tell that like so many young girls and just women are so empowered by this because it's never been done before. And so when you were younger and if you were ever told like you can't do something because you're a woman, now you're like, well, fuck that. Like if there's a woman in the White House, I can do anything and yeah you're I, like let me show you let me tell exactly. you something <laughs> and i i think it's great i think 
you know, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of other women behind Kamala who have helped her get to where she is. And I think it's, it's really important. Jesse's crying. I can't. Jesse. So yeah, so I think this is really big for Kamala and women everywhere. And I'm really excited to see what she does. And I'm excited to see her literally crack down on some men who try and talk down to her because you already know it's going to happen. Right. I, and like we said, like, I just think like overall, this is honestly like super important for young girls, you know, and like women too, you know, like this is honestly like a really like important victory. Yeah. And so if, you know, if you're a young girl listening to this and anyone has ever told you, you can't do anything, I want you to literally print out a picture of Kamala, put it on your desk, put it next to your bed. Put it on your, I don't know, anywhere. And just la, 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 la. <laughs> we, we are ready, ready to have women. <laughs> we are ready to have women in politics. And we're I think and take up space and be heard. Fuck yeah. And be represented. So we're so fucking excited for that. And also, Joe Biden has the first ever shelter dog who's gonna be in the White House. His name's Major. And that's major. He's living, <laughs> living his best life. That just makes like my heart so warm. I love animals and I'm sure yes. cats does too. And we love our dogs. And I I just can't wait. This makes to me see... want to like, like adopt an, uh, a dog. <laughs> I know. I, I wish I could get another dog, but I, <laughs> I don't think I can until I like find my own place. But I th- we're hoping that one day Jesse and um indy can go play with major and (laughs) and be best friends i think that'd be so exciting yeah so i mean this has been a really exciting podcast i feel like we didn't talk about the election the entire time which i think was kind of nice because like i think you know right now people are still getting used to the aftermath of the election and i think it's nice to have like not so serious conversations you know to lighten the mood love it i think this was a really great one honestly mm-hmm. i'm like freaking I'm... on the san diego humane society like looking at the oh adult god. dogs and i'm like oh my, god. oh my god here we go i'm gonna come home for christmas and cast is gonna have another dog dude it's like the adoption fee is waived this dog has two <gasps> colored eyes oh my god i wish i could i literally my dream is to like go to a shelter and buy or yeah buy every single animal and open up a little rescue and just have them like run around and do whatever they want Mm. one day oh wait actually I almost forgot so right now we're almost to 500 followers on Instagram almost like honestly if you listen to us like please tag us like please report us subscribe This is honestly like a really fun project and I think Rachel and I do have like the ability to go far with this hopefully Mm -hmm. but let's get to the thousand followers because we're going to do a giveaway and it's going to have a lot of really awesome stuff from Lush courtesy of moi but also like really cool like other things as well and I think anybody would be stoked to like win it so I know a couple of like my friends like have like um listened to our first one and I also know a couple of your friends have listened to the second one as well so if you support women 
if you support LGBTQ, if you support mm-hmm. people of color, like I think this is a really awesome space for mm-hmm. you. And yeah. like hit us up with ideas too of like anything that you like or like even like criticism, <laughs> like you know, <laughs> yeah. In yeah. any way or like you know if fact check us if we need to be fact checked Rachel and I are big about like integrity and we really want to make mm-hmm. sure we're providing like accurate information yeah definitely and we're just getting started you guys we're I think we have so many ideas and we have I like we have people who have reached out like so many people have reached out on the Instagram page and been like oh my god I love what you're doing like if you ever need someone to provide this type of information let me know we even had someone who was like we um if you ever need someone to volunteer just let me know and I think she's in high school I was like oh my god (laughs) this is so cool (laughs) I bet I was really sweet and I I'm so all of us are so appreciative so I want to give up I want to actually like talk about our team really quickly so we obviously have myself and Cass and so we have my sister Natalie so she's helping with the social media more so of like the posting and then she'll help us eventually with the website And she will be kind of like a regular guest on the show and she'll actually be our next episode. So Natalie and I are going to do a little sister series and talk about the one time she slapped me, but (laughs) get ready for that. Um, But yeah, I slapped slapped my sister before. Really? See, I I feel like I slapped Natalie before, but like not, not seriously. Like it was just like a, I don't even know if I've done that, but yeah. So that'll be an exciting episode for you guys to listen to. We have Alana. She's our producer. So she edits our podcast for us and we absolutely adore her. She's amazing. And she made us sound really good the last episode. So I'm excited for her to edit edit this one. And then we have Alan. So Alan is a really good friend from high school. He's been so supportive through all of this. He was like one of the first people I went to when I decided I wanted to eventually run for Congress. He's been such a huge support for years and I'm so appreciative of him. So he's been doing a lot of our following. So he's been, you know, building our followers on Instagram and we love you, Alan. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. So I think that wraps up this episode. We, I don't even know how long we've been recording for, but I'm, I'm so happy that we're already on our second episode and I can't wait to do more. Yes. I love that we did this like in the morning, like had some coffee, like it was a good kind of way to start my day. day. Yeah. And I appreciate you. I'll probably FaceTime you when I walk Roar Park again so you can see your old stomping grounds. Same. So when Cass walks Roar Park, I walk on my treadmill because it's too cold outside. We got to get gotta get that fitness in, girl. So congratulations to Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. We're so proud and so excited to see what you guys do in office. Um, everybody else that won as well. Yes. The fight isn't over yet. We still have runoffs in January, but um, I think once January 20th comes, I think a lot of weight will be lifted off all of our shoulders. So stay strong until then and ciao for now. Ciao.